city for God. And, and, and there's something about uh, the, the vision that God has given us that, that excites me because, because uh, our city, our nation, and this time of the world, if, if you haven't been watching the news or um, you've been on a different planet, you'll kind of realize it's been a pretty tough year, 2020. And, uh, but this is the time where, where I believe even when we have hard years or hard weeks, I, I believe that the power of God increases as well, that the Holy Spirit in, increases and because and, 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 He's there, He's a He's a comforter, he's a helper to, to us and to you. So can I encourage you, uh, as we run up to Christmas in your places of work and uh, maybe in, in schools or wherever you, as people you associate with, is, is, come, on, come on, let's go into this time of year with a great big smile on their face, speaking about the goodness of God and, and what Christmas really means. I just want to encourage you with that this morning. Romans 8, verse 37 to 39, it says this. It says, despite All these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, who loved us. And I am convinced of this, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Let's pray. Father, Lord, would you, I thank you for your presence so strong here this morning, oh God. Lord, right now we we open our hearts, we open our, our, our spirits, Father God, to receive from you, oh God. Lord, I ask that would you take my words this morning. Lord, Lord, you make them your words, I pray, Father God, that there's a deposit today in hearts and lives, Lord, that, that changes our tomorrow in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, last night, if you didn't know, there was an All Blacks game last night, and so I want to set a bit of a, a bit of a... I want to set a bit of a picture right here about the dressing room last night. The dressing room before the game last night, I would so have loved to have been in that game, in that, in that dressing room. You, maybe you've got the coach coming up and, and, and saying to the, to the team, now, guys, we've had a bad run. <laughs> we, we've lost a couple. Uh, but, but don't let yesterday uh, or the, the previous weeks determine what's going to happen tonight. Uh, that's what's going to happen with this game. Guys, guys, I, I'm convinced, as, as, as the coach, I'm convinced that we can win this. We have everything we need. You have everything you need to be able to win this game and to win it very well by at least 38 points to nil. And, and, but, but you can win this game. And then maybe the captain comes up. Sam Kane, great Waikato man. Maybe, he gets, he, maybe Sam Kane comes up and says, come on team, tonight I, I, I believe in you. I'm, I'm going to persuade you to any negative thoughts about we can't do this, you can do this. Maybe me saying Cain was getting up there and he was shaking his fist and pointing people out and, and saying, come on, come on, I'm persuaded, I'm convinced. I have no shadow of a doubt in my mind that we can win this game, that we can win this. You have everything you need to win this game. Let, let's, let's do what, what, our, what our jobs are. Let's, let's fulfill our roles well. And there's no shadow of a doubt in my mind that we can win this game. The, the, the truth is that life is like that sports dressing room at times, right? Sometimes we feel defeated. Sometimes we feel a bit lost. We, we don't know if we, we should be here. Are we good enough to be here or not? And there's times when, when like that dressing room, sometimes we, we need the coach to kind of come in and say, come on, you can do this. I'm convinced. I, I believe in you. You've got everything you need. And you need the captain to kind of inspire you uh, about what it is to see a victory, what it is to see, uh, to walk through battles and, and to win, to see victories in our lives. Life is like that sports 
dressing rooms. And, and I'm going to ask you a question right now. And I kind of want you to, to keep this in your mind as we, as, we, uh, as we have this conversation this morning. And, and it's really this is, what would you say to this question? What would you say? How convinced, convinced are you that God loves you? How convinced are you that God has a victory for you? Despite all that is going on in your life or around you right now. I'm not talking about your feelings this morning. Maybe emotions this morning. I'm talking how convinced are you? How persuaded are you that there's a victory for you? How, how convinced are you in that what Jesus did for you and for me? How convinced are you that he loves you no matter what? Romans 8, that's going to be our text this morning. We're going to have a look at Romans 8, but, but it's an incredible chapter, and I really encourage you to, to read that through. And uh, actually, in fact, on the, the Elam Christian Center app, uh, there's all the sermon notes and scriptures, but there's actually a Bible a reading plan there in an online Bible. So you should download that and you can follow along there, but you can also read during the week. And, and Romans 8 is an incredible chapter. There's, there's the Apostle Paul, and, and, and he begins and ends this chapter with, with some incredible statements uh, about the absolute security and assurance that there is for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, and I kind of looked at it and thought that the chapter is like a, a bookshelf. On either end, there's a, there's a book end, and all of these books are in the middle. And, and, and Paul, he starts off um, this, this chapter, or this message with, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He starts off with a, with a great statement of, of truth and, and fact for those who are in Christ Jesus. But, but then in the middle, he says some things like this that you, you might remember. Uh, he says, and, and we know that in all things, that God works together, uh, works for the good of those who love him. And also in that middle part there between the two bookends, there's, there's this here, and that says this, I think this is really powerful, this part here, and it says, and if God is for us, who can be against us? If, if God is for you, who can be against you? And the, the chapter finishes, it's like, it's like he, he's trying to talk to us like in a dressing room and, and, and he's trying to empower us and tell us some truths that, that we cannot just go about our Tuesday or our Monday or this afternoon the same way we were the last week, but that we can start our week again with, with knowing, I might be going into a battle today, but God, your word says that I can see a victory in my, in my situation, that I don't start the week defeated, I start it from another platform of what you say about me. And, and, and the chapter finishes with this, and then we're going to kind of have this conversation this morning around, around this piece here, and that, and the, uh, verse chapter 28, uh, verse 39, and it finishes with this, and says, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us. Nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God. The Greek word for nothing, listen to this, this is really powerful, isn't it? The Greek word for nothing is nothing. The South African word for nothing, if you translate it, this is even more powerful for all the South Africans here. Nothing means nothing. 
and Polish it means nothing, and Spanish it means nothing, and Kiwi it means nothing. The part of the plan here that I need you to understand is that when God says nothing separates you, it doesn't matter where you come from, what language you speak, nothing means nothing. Nothing can separate you, us, from his love. Romans 8, 37, let's read the whole thing here this morning. and It says, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And here's Paul, he says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, nor our fears for today and our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. That is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What a powerful piece of scripture that, that can totally transform our, our days and our thinking and, and who we are, our, our posture, our, stat, our stature, that if we could understand that, that nothing can separate us from God's love for us, yeah, there's, our, our sin and our journeys can separate us from our relationship with him. We can fix that. Jesus can fix that. But even before you knew him, Maybe you're here today and first time you've ever been to a church and, uh, or maybe the first time you've ever heard the name of Jesus. Can I say that even before, the Bible says even before we knew him, Jesus died for us because of his great love. Like, like, like we, were, we, were, we were nobodies. It's like uh, nobodies. No, we, weren't, we weren't friends. We didn't even know. We haven't even heard but Jesus died for each one of us before we even knew him. And, and I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from his love because God gives us victory. He gives us victory. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 57, it says, but thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus and through Jesus that we can be forgiven and we can have our victory. See, a few things uh, for people uh, that's more demoralizing is than fighting a losing battle. Fighting a losing battle is hard emotionally. It's, it's exhausting. And, and for us as Christians, sometimes we find it confusing because Scripture tells us that we are more than conquerors. Scripture tells us, and, and we can struggle that, yet, yet our enemies, some of our, our things that we're struggling with still seem to conquer us. Why, why is that, and, and how does that happen? Because, and sometimes we, we fall into a, a mindset or even a trap, I would call it a trap, that is God even for us. Remember, he said nothing can separate you from his love. But, but I, I think really when we're looking at situations and, and the battles that we're facing and, and, and trying to understand what, that, what Scripture means about giving us a victorious life, that we are conquerors, well, sometimes we just don't feel like we're conquering. Sometimes we don't feel like champions or, 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 or bosses. Sometimes we just feel like we're losing every battle we're facing, every battle that's in front of us. And, and I want to give us a, a bit of a key this morning because, because I think there's a question uh, that's more likely to turn our defeat into a, a victory. See, the Bible tells us that the Israelites, that you know, God's people, they, they had a reputation for as being conquerors. And their past victories were, were created fear and all of their enemies around them. But, but unfortunately, it led the Israelites to being apathetic in their relationship with God. And, 
Because in, in the past, they always asked God for a battle plan. They always asked, come before God and say, God, what do we do here? What, what's the plan here? And, and he always gave them a specific strategy for each victory. But, but as time went on, they come to a place where they didn't even acknowledge God at all. They just assumed they could do what they used to do in the past and still have a victory. But here's the thing, past conquests don't produce present-day conquerors. Past conquests don't produce present-day conquerors. See, see, I believe today that, that God wants to give you a strategy. I believe that God uh, to win your battles, to see victory in you and, and the, the boundaries and the things that you're facing. And I think the question that we need to be asking God is, God, is what is your plan for me in this battle? Just, just to maybe start some days or to start you know, as, you're, as, you're, as you're thinking about life and as you maybe for some you're starting to get a little bit nervous or anxious about tomorrow already. What, what, what about, here's your challenge today, here's some homework this afternoon. Why don't you go and pray and ask, oh God, give me your strategy for this battle tomorrow. His battle, his plan. We see from the Israelites that, that what happened is, is they, they thought they were just winners the whole time and they could do what they used to do and they would see victory again. But, but what they were doing was actually leaving God behind, leaving him out of, the, out of the, their answering and their, their solutions going forward and they were doing it by themselves because they, they'd experienced it before. But God, I, I just really feel like I, that God is saying to some here today is, come before me, ask and you will receive. And then what do we do? Scripture says that, that we do, we, we trust and we believe that God has a strategy for your victory. The second thing is this. second thing is this. I'm so convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love because he demonstrates his love to us. He demonstrates his love. There was a young man. Story is told about a young man who really liked this uh, a, a young lady, and, and he thought the best way that he could demonstrate his love to her was through the mail. Now, now for some of you young people, a mail is that envelope thing, and you write on it, a bit of paper. Uh, it turns up at your, at your letterbox. That's the thing that you've probably hit with the car at the driveway. Uh, that's, you know, you get the picture. And so this young man decided to do it by mail to demonstrate his love for this young lady. And, and, and he went full on with it. He wrote a letter, a love letter to this young lady trying to win her heart every single day. Uh, but after a while, there was no response, and the, the, lady, uh, the young lady didn't seem to even notice him. So, so he decided to pick up his game and write three letters every 24 hours. Still no response. Nothing happened. The, the lady wouldn't talk to him, didn't even uh, seem to, to know him. Uh, he wrote over 700 love letters to this young lady. But the lady ended up marrying the postman. See, here's the thing. She knew that somebody loved her, but she just didn't quite know who it was. She knew someone loved her and was demonstrating love towards her, but she wasn't quite understanding of who it was, who really, really loved her. Romans 5.8, but God demonstrates his own love towards you and to us, to me, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, God demonstrates his love for you by sending his only son. 
by sending his best for you. Even when you didn't know him, even when you were far away from God, demonstrated his love for you. That, and my prayer today is for, for you is that you would fully understand who it is who loves you, who really loves you unconditionally, no matter what, that God loves you. The third thing is this, is I'm convinced that, that nothing can separate us from God's love because he lives in us. He lives in us. Galatians 2.20, it says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body. How? By trusting in the Son of God, because he loved me and he gave himself for me. A cucumber becomes a gherkin when it's immersed in vinegar. A cucumber, becomes a, a, when it becomes immersed in, in vinegar or a brine, it becomes a gherkin. It's called pickling. <laughs> a, a cucumber gets pickled and becomes a gherkin. Now, now, everything changes for the cucumber, and I'm going to talk it as, as a hymn because I wasn't quite sure, but, but the cucumber, everything changes for him when he is immersed uh, in the vinegar, and there's no going back. As soon as he's in that jar with vinegar all around him, him, <laughs> there's no going back for him. No matter what happens here, he is going to be changed because the vinegar is around him and gets inside of him. He starts to change from the inside out. Life changes for you and I when we make that decision to leave our old self behind. Scripture paints this picture of, of like crucifying our old self, which is, which is pretty, it's, it's a pretty strong picture. It's like, putting the old self to death, like it's leaving it behind, it's turning your back on it and walking another way. It's a strong picture about our old self. It's about putting our whole trust in the Son of God and what he did and what he gave us. It's like, it's like this, it's like immersing yourself in, in the vinegar of the Spirit of God. It's like immersing your, think of a cucumber, like immersing yourself in the Spirit of God so much. So, and I promise you, everything will change. There's no going back when you're immersed in the Spirit of God and you will never be the same again because when the Spirit of God is inside of you, you will be changed from the inside out. Maybe your next step is simply to say yes to Jesus, to, to say, Jesus, count me in. To take that step, good Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Really knowing God begins with saying yes to him because he wants to live in you. Band, you can come up now. That'll be great. Fourth and final thing is this. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God because he has the authority. Have you ever played, maybe as a child, have you ever played that game, follow the leader? I can remember as a kid, whether it was uh, as, a, as a child, maybe just starting school, there was, there was a game that, that we used to play, it was to follow the leader, you'd pick someone, you'd follow them, and, and, and the, the most thing that I can remember about playing that game, follow the leader, was, was that there was always one guy, and he was one of my best friends, who just seemed to, he couldn't do it. He, he, he would just, like, we would all start off, and there's a big line of people following the leader, and, and my friend here, he would just be looking at the trees, and looking at the birds and looking everywhere else except understanding the whole concept of this game, which is follow the leader. 
He was looking everywhere else and he would trip over, he would fall over things because he just wasn't paying attention to what the leader was going. And, and, and he, at times he, he got lost. We lost him a few times as well because he would just wander off in his own little world watching the trees and the sky and the clouds. And he, didn't, he was so distracted by all sorts of things that, he, that he, he didn't know what it was to have a clear picture of the leader and what it was to actually follow him. And, 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 and at times we, we just didn't know where he was. He would just be in his own little world, wandering around the school. Uh, we just had, had no idea. He didn't really understand what it was. But, and, the, and, the, and the point is, is that because he was looking everywhere else except where the leader was going. The truth is that it's really hard to follow the leader if you're looking everywhere else, if you're distracted, if you're consumed with our own agendas, with me and with I. But it's easy. It's easy to follow the leader when you can see him clearly. I want to show you a scripture that, that paints that picture really well. I think 1 Peter 3, 2, 22. He is seated. That's Jesus Christ. He is seated in the place of honour next to God. And all the angels, all the authorities, and all the powers accept his authority. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. The Bible says that all power and authority has been given to him. All Jesus says is follow me. Follow me. All he says is follow me. Let's change leader for Jesus. How good are you at following him? I believe it starts with that, that overwhelming sense of nothing can ever separate me from his love for you. Come on, when you close your eyes, let's pray right now. Father, Lord, I pray. I, I thank you for just your powerful presence this morning, oh God. Lord, I ask that, Lord, just in our last few moments, Lord, would you just pour out that, like a river of love, Father God, that, that fills us, oh God, that so much of your love for, for us, Father God, that, that all of the stuff drains away, all of the Impurities drain away and, and it's, it's le- we're left with being filled with more of you, like your love that casts out fear and doubt. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that today, that just the, the Spirit of God would, would help people, Father God, today would speak to hearts, to, to be convinced, totally convinced in your love for us, oh God. Totally convinced and persuaded by the Word of God and the truth of your Spirit. Totally, totally persuaded that nothing can separate me from you. His love. So Father, I pray, Lord, I, that Lord, people would meet with you here in this moment, oh God. That they would know what it is to feel your hand upon their life in Jesus' name. That's why your eyes are still closed, 
I mentioned that the first step, or maybe for some, their next step is saying yes to Jesus. And, and Martin Luther says this. Martin Luther calls it the great exchange. Is that that we can take like our old life, our, our stuff, our sin, and when we give it to Jesus, Jesus gives us His righteousness, like His, His, His purity, His freedom. And, and it's this great exchange of, of Jesus, can you take this for me? And, and what Jesus did is He went to a cross and He took your sin and He took it upon Himself. He died and He rose again and three days later, conquering death and sin and the power over our lives that we may live free and have no separation in relationship with Him, but also in His love. And this morning, maybe you might say, Daryl, I'm so far away from God that maybe He can't even see me or knows my address. Can I say that He knew you before you were born? Even before you knew Him, Jesus died. So this morning, um, all I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you. If you, if it's in, in your heart right now, you want to say, Daryl, yes, I want to say yes to Jesus. Just pray this real simple prayer after me, just silently in your heart. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today I choose to follow you. Lord, I thank you for the great exchange that you have for me. Today, I confess my sin to you. Lord, I thank you right now. I receive your forgiveness from my old life. And today I choose to live my life for you. Jesus, will you come in and be my Lord and be my Savior from this moment on. In Jesus' name.